This is the Cedar Lake Christian Center podcast. We hope you're inspired and fulfilled by this week's sermon by Howard Tootin. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us at clcc.church. Elder Ledbetter told me this morning, he said, you have to go at least till noon, not a minute over. I said, well, I've got about, I've probably got two sermons worth of notes. He said, no, you can't do that. (laughs) He said, at noon, I'm out. (laughs) And I said, well, you can wave your white flag, you know, surrender. Yeah. I'm so glad y'all are here today. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad I got to see you. Yeah, amen. I um, I really wanted to continue with what Pastor Neil was doing last week with relationships. And um, how many of you have figured out life yet? Raise your hand. Come on, somebody. You figured out life? <laughs> you figured out life, you just haven't figured out your husband, right? <laughs> I get that. Shannon gets that. <laughs> oh, yeah, life is tough, isn't it? You, you look at the mess the world is in, and I say that because we've allowed media to determine what shape it's in. They state the facts, but it doesn't mean it's truth. You're here for such a time as this. You ever wonder why you're here for now? It's because God has purpose. You're the ram in his thicket. He's got a plan, and as we work the plan, you'll see his plan work. Amen? How many of you are going to say this morning, I'm going to work his plan? Amen? How many of you struggle with your age? Those giggles. Look, I like, I like to interact, as you can tell. It's not normal. I, I'm not normal, y'all. <laughs> I'm not a normal preacher. I heard a preacher on the radio yesterday, and as I had to go run an errand, and I'm listening to this preacher on the radio, on our radio station. And I said, God, I don't preach like that. <laughs> you really want me to do this because I, I can't do it like that. Just the devil. Just the devil. He's crafty. He knows when to hit you and what to hit you with. And if I allow him to play on my insecurities, he'll run with it. But you know what? Y'all don't deserve my insecurities. I'm not bringing you that this morning. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what God told me to do and give you the word God told me to give you. And you're going to work the word and you're going to see the word work. Amen? I do like to interact with you because I know you're getting it. God has us for now. God chose you for now. Every preacher I know, and I know a lot of them, they want to give their best sermons. I want to wow you, you know. And so I'm praying, and I'm like, God, what do you want me to give them? I need, I need something good. I don't. I want it to be like Mike Tyson punched me out good. <laughs> I wanted to hit hard. Got subwoofers; it'll hit hard. Boom, boom, boom. See, I had that. And as I said that, the Holy Spirit said this back to me. You know, Jesus answered questions with questions. He said, if they heard your best sermon that you've, if if they heard the best sermon they've ever heard this morning, what would they do with it? What would you do with it? If I gave you the best sermon you've ever heard in your whole life this morning, what would you do with it? I said, okay. I felt like we needed to do this, though. I think we need to change. 
the Bible says we're to be hearers and doers of the word, and that's really where I want to land today. Um, we need to go upward, outward, and onward. Upward, outward, and onward, because this is how relationship flows. It's first upwards to God. Got to make sure that vertical is where it needs to be. If that vertical relationship is not where it needs to be, if you're not spending time with God, the outward relationships are going to suffer. If your outward relationships are suffering, you might want to go back to the first one and make sure this one's where it needs to be. When this one's where it needs to be, these are going to be a lot easier. Not easy, easier. There's a difference. So we're going to first go with upward. It's in a direction from lower to higher. It's in a higher position. It's towards the head, toward a higher or better condition, rising up. That's our connection with God. That's where that's at. Number two, outward, it's external. It's to be made visible. It's related to appearance. It's where connections are made with one another. It's where we connect with each other. The devil will come in and he'll break those connections. It's almost like a circuit being interrupted. Don't take much, right? And then we must go onward. Moving forward, not staying put, not staying in our comfort zone. Well, glory. Some of your greatest blessings will be outside your comfort zone. Your greatest ones. So when God wants to stretch you and challenge you to step outside your comfort zone, go for it. Just go for it. Because one step outside of your comfort zone is God's zone. Amen. How many of you are kind of shy when it comes to sharing with, with others? Raise your hand. Shannon, look at her. She's already nervous. <laughs> Two times this weekend, I spoke up. Stepped out of my comfort zone. Spoke up. Went to get our oil change. The, the, they have these uniforms on. They're looking all nice. It's a new place. And about where this is on me, his, he had named Jacob. I said, hey, he don't know me now. I said, hey, your name Jacob? He's like, yes, sir. <laughs> I, he said, my parents picked it out of the Bible. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> I said, you know God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> I said, um, you know there's an Israel inside of you, though. I said, um, and he looked at me like, there's something else in me that I don't know about. I said, yeah. I said, God changed Jacob's name to Israel. He said, man, I'm going to have to go home and read on that tonight. Yeah. You know, he could have said anything. He could have said, man, dude, mind your own business. We're almost done with your oil change. He didn't. Because the Spirit bore witness with the Spirit. And it triggered something in him. I could have kept my mouth shut. But in shutting our mouth, we shut God's mouth. Because we are the mouthpiece of him in this earth. When God gives you a word for somebody, step out of your comfort zone. It is uncomfortable. But I'll also testify to this, the more you do it, yeah, you preach, girl. I'm going to give you the mic. It's true. And then we went to the grocery store. She, she loves this one. Everybody give Shannon a hand clap. <laughs> she hates to be center of attention, too. See, I'm, I got to get her out of her comfort zone, too. So we go to the grocery store a little bit later, and these, these people, they're putting up produce and all, and one lady screams across to this guy, I need some blackberries. I need blackberries. And I'm walking next to him, and I just spoke up. I said, I guess everybody needs something. He said, yeah, tell me about it. He said, I'd like to have a couple million dollars. And right away, I said, what would you do with it? 
He said, man, I'd pay my house off. And I said, wrong answer. She, that's what she was doing over there. She, was, she stayed over there, you know. I said, that's the wrong answer. I said, the first thing you're going to do with it is tithing and thank God for blessing you with it. Now, what do you think he could have said to that? How do you think he's going to respond to that? Hey, I don't, he could have been an atheist, y'all. He said, you know what? You're right. See, he knew deep down inside. Shannon said, you didn't ask him if he was going to tithe that money. I said, yes, I did. <laughs> I said, you bless God with that first 10% and he'll bless the other 90. And he, he didn't say nothing. He just, you know, okay. Thanks for the info, right? But if I didn't step outside my comfort zone yesterday, I was able to bless two people just delivering the word. You're God's messenger. You're God's ambassador. Can he count on you to deliver the word? Not if this ain't right. I spend a lot of time with him. I'm confident in him, and I know when he speaks, and I know what he says. That's why I can move when he asks me to move. Because this was already right. And because this was right, he can put it out there. He can give it to somebody else. He can touch someone else. Look at your neighbor and say, I got to do better. <laughs> we can all do better. We're to be hearers and doers of the word. James 1.22, I told them, I said, y'all going to like it when I preach because I don't use about two scriptures for my whole thing. James 1.22 from the Amplified. But prove yourselves doers of the word. Prove it. Prove it. How am I going to do that? This right? Get that right. Prove yourself doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts. Look at your neighbor and say, that's every day. To everyone, about everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like God wants me to tell you it's time for you to be the best you you can be. The best you you can be. It's time for you to put your best foot forward. Some of you don't love yourselves. It's because you don't know your real self. Your real self is your God self. Your real self is your God self. It's the one that actively communicates to him every day. And if that's lacking, guess what? You're going to go further. You're going to drift further and further away. You're going to feel like you are. But the thing about God is this. I can ignore him for a few weeks. And I can feel like I'm 20 miles from him. But the minute I say, Father, I can just whisper it. The minute I invite him back, he don't have to get in a Ferrari and Scoot across town fast as he can. It's the minute you call upon the name of the Lord. The minute. Every minute of every hour of every day. We, um, I was talking about being a hearer and a doer. Um, doing the word is walking it out. It's exercising it, Right. We like to consume the word, but will not exercise it. Let me put it this way. You're coming here and consuming this meal. If you do that every Sunday, you know what that makes us? Fat Christians. And maybe sassy. Fat and sassy. 
<laughs> y'all are looking at me funny. I'm the messenger, y'all. There's, I'm not talking about this house. I'm talking about the one across the street, y'all. Fat and sassy. Think you know it all, had it all, heard it all, done it all. Can I tell you that that turns people's stomach? I mean, excuse my expression here, they will vomit in their mouths. They can smell that a mile away. But if we'll learn to take that word and we hear it, got to hear it first. It's God's responsibility to speak it. It's our responsibility to hear it. We have to be in tune with him. And then we do it. We walk it out. If you eat all the time and don't exercise, you will gain weight. I promise you. I battle weight all my life, I know. I'd battle weight all my life, and I said, God, I need your help. I can't do this on my own. And I had surgery. I had um, gastric sleeve. But about six years before that, I was praying and asking God for help. And he said, you can walk. You, can't, you don't want to go to the gym every day, or you can't go to the gym every day, but you can walk. That's what I created you to do. You got two legs, you can walk. So I committed to go into the park at night. I like doing it at night. It's cooler. And I would walk. And I got real good at it. And I did that for about six years before I ever had surgery. It was doing what I could do. You see, if you keep trying to do what you can't do, you'll get overwhelmed and you'll just quit. But if you'll walk this thing out one step at a time, one day at a time as he leads, you can do it. And you know what's going to get results? Being committed, being consistent with it, doing it every day. We got to stop just hearing the word. We need to be doers. We need to exercise the word. Put the word in action. Hear the instructions, receive the directions, and do good. Become a blessing. So many people just want to get their blessing. I'm going to get mine. My friend says, says that to me every day. I'm going to get mine. Yeah, well, I just want to be one. And you are, buddy. You're a great blessing. You know why y'all can say that? Because he don't just sit on the word. He's active with it. Paulette and Steve, they're active with it. Show I got to show y'all what she did for me, what they did for me. Came in this morning, brought me a gift. They got all of my favorites on one thing here. Georgia Bulldogs National Championship. And they're Alabama fans. Man, y'all got God for sure. But isn't that neat? Got Shannon and myself, my family. Now pay close attention to this. That coach right there, that's Kirby Smart, coach of the National Champion Georgia Bulldogs. And this in the bottom, that's little Kirby. That's my dog, Kirby. I, I really didn't name him after Kirby Smart. But see, just little things like that, they're exercising it. They're showing love. They're expressing love. Yeah, give him a hand. Look, we want to change the world and not knowing what we want to do, we don't do anything. What's it going to hurt for you to bake your neighbor a peach cobbler? Who's going to turn that down? Shannon laughs at me because I'm always making something for the neighbors. She said, people don't do that anymore. Yeah, but I'm not normal. It's those little random acts of kindness. That's truly what I enjoy in life. I love doing random acts of kindness because that brings glory to God. 
He said, it's your good works. It's not your good word. It's your good works. So you got to work the word for the word to work. And before long, it'll open up a door. I had a true story. Got to keep record of my time here. It's 1125. I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm going to get it all in. Um, where we used to live, where we used to live, neighbor across the street, he cut his grass religiously twice a week. I mean, I'm like, dude, are you, you just live to cut grass? He, and I wouldn't say anything to him. I just watch him. He would drink his beer in a bottle, his cold beer, and he would cut grass. So I'd keep watching him, and he kept cutting. <laughs> One day, I just introduced myself to him, and I got to know him. I never said anything to him about drinking. Why would you do that? You think they're going to change because you said something to them? Who are you? Last time I checked, the Holy Spirit convicts. And just, oh, and wait. And just because he convicts you doesn't make it their conviction. Never said anything about that. I got to know him because I was nice and kind. He asked me, what do you do for a living? I work at a Christian radio station. Oh. Didn't say nothing else. I left it right there. I let it marinate. He started giving to the station, listening to the station. That's a miracle, y'all. I worked the Word, and the Word worked. And it didn't take a lot. It just took me stepping out. All God needs you to do is step out sometimes. I promise it ain't going to kill you. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own head. You know what's in your head? Fear. What are you afraid of? Are they going to throw a tomato at you? You can wash it off. Chris, you can wash off a tomato. Well, what if they throw an egg in my face? That'd wash too. <laughs> so we're working... <laughs> So we're working on our relationships vertically and horizontally. If you're struggling with relationships horizontally, which is to one another, the first thing you need to do is evaluate your relationship with God. Have you been spending time with Him? Because here's the thing. The more time we spend with Him, the less people's junk will affect us. You see, y'all are wanting to change others around you and fix them. You're out of your league. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to be obedient to God and love others. Period. Show the love of God. Walk out the word. Do we need to go over what love is? Love is the first word to describe God. God is love. And then it describes love. Love is patient and kind. Kind? Patient? When's the last time you were patient in the grocery store? <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. When's the last time you were patient with your spouse? When's the last time you were patient with your children? But I love them. When's the last time you're patient with God? Give me what I asked for. You don't act like y'all ain't done that. I've done that. Y'all, I've talked to God in such a way he should have struck me dead. I mean, furious with him because he wasn't answering my prayer. 
disrespectful. But he was patient with me. He said, I love you, son. You just keep growing. <laughs> you just keep growing, son. It's all right. I'm your father. And I know you immature. And you pitch your fits. And I'm going to let you pitch your fit. When you get done, we'll pick up where we left off. He don't do y'all that way. That's the way he does me. I'm the only one. If you were to rate your relationship with God on a scale from one to 10 this morning, where are you at? This one. One to 10. I'm going to say I'm about a seven. I do better. I ain't a 10 yet. Where are you at? Scale from one to 10. Where are you at? <laughs> you didn't have to say it out loud. Yeah. I appreciate that interaction. You got it, girl. Whether you're at a one or a 9.9, there's room for improvement. That's the point. None of us are perfect. God doesn't expect perfection. He knows we carry a load every day. We got to work. We got to be um, a good employee or employer. We have family to take care of every day. We have to meet the needs of our spouse. We have to take care of the house, pressure washing it, cutting the grass. Thank you, Shannon. I love you. She helps me do all that. It's so wonderful. Taking care of your children. Being good to yourself. Doing this without doing that. It's a lot of pressure. Life's a lot of pressure. We put a lot on ourselves to be perfect in every category, and you know what? That can be obtained. But here's what you can strive for. You ready? Going to give you an obtainable goal here. Sheree and I were talking about it this morning. You can strive for excellence. You can be a person of excellence. That's what I strive for. Perfection cannot be obtained. You're going to strike out sometimes. They're going to throw you a curve when you were expecting the fastball. You know, in baseball, if you have a 300 batting average, you're considered very good. Y'all, that's hitting the ball three out of ten times. Three out of ten times. And that's, that's tops up here in the major leagues, the best of the best. What do you think they do about the other seven? You think they focus on that other seven? No, they look at the 300 batting average. Hey, I'm, I'm batting 300. I'm where I need to be. We can all do better. We can all be better. Strive for excellence. Michael Jordan used to say, they'd ask him, you know, he's won six titles, lost none. The GOAT. You heard it here. Michael Jordan's the GOAT, not LeBron James. <laughs> they asked Michael Jordan, how, how do you, how are you so good? How do you make all these shots? Like from the free throw line. You know, that should be the easiest shot. You know how I many, I get so aggravated when I'm watching a basketball game and they miss their free throws. You should get that every freaking time. Because it's just concentration and focus. Michael Jordan stands at the free, or he stood. He would stand at the free throw line. He don't look at all the crowd around him. He don't listen to all the booing. He looks at the goal. And this is what he says. The GOAT, the greatest of all time. You might want to follow after this. He knows what he's doing in basketball. He said, I see myself hitting the shot. I see myself hitting the shot. You got to see yourself as a person of excellence. If you don't see yourself as a person of excellence, you'll never be excellent. You got to stop picking out all the flaws you have. 
Start working on some of those. Get better, do better, be better. But stop hating yourself because you're not perfect. You've got to love yourself. That's part of this relationship. You've got to see yourself how God sees you. A healthy relationship <laughs> can handle no. <laughs> hey, I got an approval over here from Ledbetter. I'm, I'm all right. I'm at 11.35. I'm not going to drag it out. I promise I'm not. Um, when I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> Made me forget where I'm at. The, um, a healthy relationship can handle the word no. You should be able to tell your best friend no. He should be able to tell you no without you getting upset. And better than that, God should be able to tell you no. You know what I've learned with my relationship with the Lord? His no is protection. It's not rejection. He's never told me no that there wasn't a better yes. Never. Now, he's told me no a lot. Because things I asked for, I told you I'm weird, you know. I'm not normal. And I've come to accept that. <laughs> we all a little weird. But he's never told me no without there being a better yes. If you'll get that mindset, if you'll take that perspective when you pray and it's like, but God, but God, everything's just right, God. Mm -mm. Nope, that ain't what I have for you. I've got something better if you'll be patient. See, if you're not patient, you'll settle. And when you settle, you'll wish you'd have been patient. Don't settle. Be patient. Get what God has for you. I promise you what he has for you is better than what you've been asking for. In every way. God's voice is always found in the content of what is being said. It's not who's saying it. The Bible says he spoke through an ass. He still does today. Y'all missed y'all's opportunity to laugh. <laughs> yeah, I ain't believing I said that either, but it's true. <laughs> buddy, don't get me after church. So what, since he spoke through a donkey in the Word, tells me he can use pretty much anything he wants to. So that means it's not about the vessel, right? Would y'all say that, or, or am I wrong? It's not about the vessel. It's about the content of what's being said, right? That's how you know God's voice. It's the content. When you, when you realize that, you can hear the content from any vessel and know it's from God. That's how you hear God. I'm in trouble when I get home for saying that word. <laughs> yeah, listen to what the other Howard said. Okay, relationships can be interrupted. You know that. They can be interrupted. So let me borrow you for just a moment, my love. If Shannon and I are having a conversation and I'm trying to get my point across to her, there's some distance here between us. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. There's air right here, right? 
I'm trying to get my point across to you. I'm trying to get you to see it my way. And when I speak something, the devil comes by and does that. He intercepts it. And he'll twist it and he'll throw it in her ear. Or vice versa. It gets twisted in there. Have y'all ever dealt with that? That's how arguments are. It's because you're not interpreting what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say. And so, so you say it louder, yeah. See, we've been in a couple of them. And what happens is this. And every day it goes by. How do we get back to where we were? God, I'm sorry. I humbly submit to you my words and my actions. Show me how to get back to where I was. Because this is where it needs to be. I got to fix this. And I can't do it on my own. I just tried. She's not hearing me. I need you to let her hear me. And so I pray. And I move a little bit closer. I forgive her for being... This ain't really happening right now, y'all. This is just an example for y'all, okay? And so I try to talk and communicate with her, but I've ticked her off and she's shut me off. She's turned me down. She ain't hearing me. Come on, come on, come on. Nothing. Okay, God, give me the word I need for today. Show me what I need to do today. I've got to become a better husband, Lord God. Help me to shut my mouth when I don't need to speak. When I'm in the heat of the moment and I would say terrible things. Help me, Lord, help me. That's one day. Trying to communicate again. But when she starts getting on her knees too, she begins to humble herself too. These are cherubs kneeling at the foot of the cross. And what we're really doing is crying holy. And it creates a glory. And then the relationship gets restored. And we're back where God wants us to be. Your relationship can be fixed. If you'll get down on your knees and say, God, show me how to do better. Because y'all know there are five different love languages. I can speak my love language to her all day. It's not going to do anything. I've got to know her love language. When I know her love language, I can meet her needs. I can be here for her like she needs me to be. We've got to do that for each other. Marriage is tough. But God made a way. God made a way. It's still relationship. It's this. You say God is all I need. That's not Bible. That is not in the Bible anywhere. You'll never find that. God's all I need. Because He created someone for you. I'm going to be blunt here. Do I treat you, honestly, do I treat you like a queen or a slave? Oh, a queen, definitely. 
If you're going to treat your spouse like a slave, they'll become your slave. I don't want a slave in my house. I want to have a queen in my house. Well, you know what? I got to act like a king. God says for husbands to love their wives as he loves the church. If you don't get that, you're not going to get it. Love one another. That's the meat of the word. It's the meat. It isn't dessert. It's the meat of the word. You want something to chew on? Love one another. Try it. Try it. Don't choke on it. Chew it. Listen, Jesus, it dawned on me this week, Jesus had 12 disciples. That's 12 different personalities to deal with. I think he knows what he's talking about when he knows how to make relationships work. We do good handling one, two, or three even. He had 12. He knows how to make it work. He will teach us how to deal with difficult people if, we, if we'll ask. I can't tell you how many times I prayed, God, I don't even know how to be a good husband. You're going to have to show me. You know what? Because I asked. He said, if you'll ask anything in my name. He said, you have not because you ask not. So I would ask. I said, God, help me to be a better husband. Help me to, do, help me to be the husband that she needs. Almost 30 years, I'm treating you like a queen. That's why we can make it 30 years. Yeah, it's hard work getting along. But when you both decide together that we're committed to this, we're committed to God, if this is broken, come back to here and say, God... I need to know what you need me to do. God has never failed to teach me what I need to do when I've asked. You've got to humble, gentlemen, humble yourself on your knees. And it's more than that. Humility is more than getting down on one knee. Humility is positioning yourself in your mind, taking yourself off the throne and saying, God, I'm surrendered to you. What do you want me to do? That's real surrender. And he'll fix this. James 3.17 says, Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessing, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced, you can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and respect. Now, that's how you're supposed to treat... I almost said something I needed to say. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Josh. Um... Difficult people. If you're supposed to treat difficult people like that, then shouldn't we be treating the ones we love a little bit better? Look at your neighbor and say, I got to do better. Forgive me for not treating you with dignity and honor. Solid relationships have real values and deserves to be valued. Value your relationships. First upwards to God. It requires surrender, time, and commitment. Outwards to each other. It requires love, patience, extra grace and mercy, and forgiveness. This verse right here has always blown me away. Love holds no record of wrongs. You can't keep bringing up the past and expect your relationship to be healthy, especially marriages. Why, why would you hold someone's past against them? What does that benefit? Are you that insecure? Because that's what it's coming from. 
fear and insecurity. It's trying to look better and be better than them. Listen, there's no room for selfishness or jealousy in a relationship, not, a, not one you value. Real relationship, there's security, there's trust. It's time for us to move onward. Let's forget those things which are behind us. It's time to move onward. It's time to make progress. How many of you are for making progress? How many of you are doing for doing better? How many of you will be honest today and say, I'm going to do better? I'm going to do better. Me too. I even, I w- I'm not a reader per se. Um, I'm a worshiper. I don't even pray a whole lot. I'm not, I ain't no Wanda Taffa, believe me. She can pray the roof down. I'm not a prayer like that. I, I pray. I'm always open to the Holy Spirit. I mean, every minute of every day, I'm, my ears open to whatever He wants to say. But I'm not. Um, I'm just not like that. I don't. I don't spend hours a day in prayer. I just always keep this right. When I keep this right. There's always an openness. He has access to my heart. He has access to every chamber in my heart. So we're, we're always connected. That's a healthy relationship. Let God have access. We can be selfish. We can be controlling. I don't think that's the best way to be. There's no room for that in a good relationship. If you want to value it, value it. You know what? There's a treasure in each one of us. Treasure in each one of us. Chris, there's a treasure in you. Don't bury it. Open it up. If you'll stand on your feet this morning, I believe that I've about delivered everything I was supposed to. Upward, outward, and onward. Upwards to God, outward to each other, and onward together. See, as God makes our relationships better in this house or in your house, the relationship in this house will be better. It starts at home. And the devil knows that too. If the devil can tear you apart in your home, he'll try to bring it in this house. Don't allow it. We've... Out of 30 years we've married, we may have gotten into four or five bad arguments. She threw a water bottle at me. It was full, too. (laughs) She said, I threw it down, but it was in my direction. When all is said and done and it settles, we're like, what was that about? Y'all ever been there? What was that even about? It's always something this small. Doesn't matter in the whole scheme of things. It's just a little word twisted in the air. I say all that so that y'all can be aware. Be careful with what you say. You don't always need to say what you're thinking. You got to have some discipline, you got to have some discernment. It's not about just what you're saying. It's about how they're going to receive it. And when your relationship's in such a way, and I haven't perfected it, okay? When your relationship is in such a way, you'll learn to know how they're receiving it. And you need to reform your words to where they receive it correctly. I'm still working on that. 
but I'm aware of it now. All of this was just to make you aware so that you can work the Word. And when you begin working the Word in your relationships, like we've been talking about this morning, it'll work. I promise you. Because God's committed to His Word. And when you work His Word, the Word will work. Amen. Father God, we come before you today. Lord, I thank you for your word. Father, let it take root in us. We're not trying to be perfect people. We just want to do things in excellence. And I thank you that we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that has the mind and the thoughts of you. And he gives them to us to give to others. I thank you that you will give us a boldness to step out when you want to touch a life in need, that we'll be that vessel, we'll be that mouthpiece for you. And you'll begin not only changing their lives, but you'll begin to change ours. I thank you, Lord, for healing relationships this morning. Go into the root of it. Deal with the root. Anytime you go through a problem, there's always a root. Anytime you have a problem, there's a root. It started somewhere. You've got to go back to that root. You've got to go back to that time and deal with it. And if you'll ask God, he'll show you what it is and where it is. And you've got to go back to that point. And you've got to dig that root up and give it to him. And as you do that, you're going to feel free. You're going to have a freedom. God wants us to be free. He wants us to live in his freedom. Because when we live in freedom, he can flow through us. Thank you, Lord God. Father, any bitterness that we may have of anyone in the past, we release it to you today. We forgive everyone of everything. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your people. We bless them. I thank you for every day this week, giving them a word to become better. Give them a word to become better. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all so much. Three minutes to spare. Ledbetter's already gone, y'all. He's out. He didn't even outlast me, (laughs) y'all. Hey, we love y'all. Thank y'all for coming. I'm I'm serious when I say I've never enjoyed church more than I do now, and it's not with me up here. I look forward to seeing y'all, and uh, we hope to see y'all again. Uh, Wednesday, we'll continue, and then Sunday, we'll continue. So, um, yeah, God bless y'all. Y'all have a great week. (laughs) 